this game. I know that the Colts game has not ended yet. It is now 54-19. As we roll into the final two minutes of this absolute debacle, have you ever seen anything like this in your life? I have not. I was asking myself. If you want to ask yourself, you go right ahead. I just haven't seen anything like this at all. Uh, you want to talk about it, that's why we're here, right? This is what we do here is we 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 vent a little bit, and they show the remaining schedule. You got the vibe. Thank God the Colts aren't going to play next week. They aren't going to lose. Then you've got, what, the Vikings, Chargers, Giants, and Texans. This is a disaster for the franchise. This game was 21-19 as the fourth quarter began. It is now 54-19, like I said. And and the Colts still operating on offense. Matt Ryan, that poor bastard, still out there trying to generate something. God bless him for going back out there. He's not going to throw anymore, which is a good decision. Let's uh, let's go straight to calls. We're going to do this for a half an hour and a half an hour only because you know what? We got yelling to do, and we're going to condense it. We're going to focus it. And we're going to make it worthwhile, but we are not going to belabor it. We've got to get to sleep tonight. My God, we've got to get to sleep. Sleeping would be much better than whatever this was. Isaiah, you were on the show. What are you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, Kent? Yeah, well, the, no, the listen. Colts, I'm, uh, I'm, this <laughs> I'm not going to let this uh, Colts game bother me. Uh, I've talked to my brother. He's talked me down. He said, look, <laughs> we're one closer. We're one step closer to a better draft pick. We the Hoosiers learned from their loss to Rutgers. Not a big deal. They're going to rebound. They're going to run the Big Ten, and I'm happy and I'm okay tonight, Kent. So look, when I look at this game, I see a couple things, but I see one thing that stands out, and I said it a couple weeks ago. The protection has problems, but I'm sorry, as crazy as it sounds, as a Colts fan, it sounds crazy. I think a lot of the problem is Matt. And I like Matt. I like Matt. And look, I think he's great. And I think that he has some poise, but I think he's flustered. He looks gun shy back there. And I think he makes some bad decisions we didn't expect from a quarter, from a veteran quarterback hire. So I want to know what your thoughts are about his decision making. And if you kind of expected this from a veteran, a 14, 15 year veteran, or if you think it can something that we can, it can be corrected from him or we can correct in the draft. Oh, no, I, I don't think it can be corrected with him. The thing that I've grown a little bit tired of with Matt Ryan is that he he blames his receivers for not being where they're supposed to be, and he keeps throwing the ball to where they're supposed to be instead of where they are at. And and the job of a quarterback, I, football is not a precise, perfect game. It, everybody tries to make it that, but it's not. You've got to throw it to where people are. And and if you throw it to where people aren't and a cowboy catches it and you get mad at the receiver, you know what? That's on you, pal. And and Matt Ryan should know better. I also think that his reads are are really, really sketchy. You know, there there was a play today where you saw that they were coming. You knew the Colts were coming, that they were mm-hmm. gonna bring three guys on blitzes and and likely to stunt at other spots. And it was, I, I yelled at my wife. I said, they got to run. They got to check to a run, check to a run. Mm-hmm. They didn't check to a run. And, and, and Ryan got leveled. Like, he's just not processing information in the way 
that, that I think you need to to play quarterback at a real high level in the NFL. Sure. I saw I, – you probably saw it too. How many times on third and five, third and six, did he not have a check down ready? Yeah. Four right. times? I mean, it felt like it happened over and over. It's like, dude, it, third and long, third and mid, they're, they're blitzing. Like, you need to have a check down to your guy, JT, or you're not going to get first down. And it just felt like he took a sack or – I don't know. It was ugly. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just. I, I shouldn't even have called in because I'm just. <laughs> no, you I, didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. This is fine. The Colts are fine. They're going to get a draft pick. The Hoosiers are fine. Everything's fine. Kent, get get into a uh, kind of a, a nice relaxed position. Breathe deeply for about two minutes and then get some sleep. Absolutely. Hey, one thing and thank you, Isaiah. I appreciate it. Before we talk to Rich. One thing that I think you saw tonight and we can talk about, and we've talked about it since before the draft, and that's the need for this team to go get a dynamic receiver, and they don't have one. They've got three pretty good receivers, and thank God Paris Campbell stayed healthy, but they don't have a C.D. Lamb. They don't have A.J. Brown. You saw him play his ass off today for the Eagles again, and we've seen him for the past couple of years do it for the Titans. You need a dynamic wide receiver and, and Chris Ballard just keeps going out and getting guys to bolster the interior, and that's crazy. You've got to, you saw it in Cincinnati today as the, the Bengals beat the Chiefs. You've got to have weapons, and if you don't have weapons, you have a very small chance to compete in the NFL. Let's talk to Rich. Rich, how you doing tonight? Make sure and unmute yourself. Ken, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> Every week, we're like, oh, this is going to be a good one. And it starts out the same as it always does. We look okay. Maybe we're not at our best, but it's fine. It's football. You know, it happens. And then we just completely shit the bed and totally forget how to play football. And Matt Ryan, dude, he looks completely lost back there. He has no arm strength. And in all honesty, I'm 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 getting nostalgic for Carson Wentz at this point. <laughs> you know, when I watch Matt Ryan, the thing that keeps popping into my head, and this is just this is terrible, and it's not really even you know related. There's an episode of Seinfeld where Jerry's doing the hello, and and Kramer says, uh, "No longer do the voice." They ask him, and he goes, "It's so played." I think that Matt Ryan is just played out. I, I don't think he's mm -hmm. got anything left in him. I think that he is the voice from Seinfeld. He is hello. He's the human embodiment of hello. And, and that is not going to get you anything in the NFL. And I, how they move on from him, I don't know. You know, maybe Matt, although he's got a lot of money, man. There's, yeah. there's a lot of money hanging over his head for next year. It's 35 million bucks. And if the Colts let go of him before, I think it's like March 13th, he, he gets, I think he gets 18 and the Colts saves 17. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you're going to just out of pride, you know, and, and because you're not having any fun, are you going to say goodbye to like 17, 18 million dollars? You know, and, and that's a lot of money that the Colts can spend to go get another quarterback. You think they ought to go get another another retread that somebody else is willing to dump on the Colts or go draft a guy? Oh, we absolutely need to go get a retread. It's worked so well for us in the past. 
<laughs> Let's get Russell Wilson. Let's take the Broncos contract off their hands. Let's yeah, do that. Really Put worked. ourselves in more of a purgatory. But no, like you were saying, wide receiver, we need one of those. One of those CD Lamb guys, one of those Devontae Adams, Scary yeah. Terry guys. Ain't got none of them. And then we need somebody who actually has some zip on the ball. So definitely need to get somebody in the draft. But, you know, that is the silver lining here. Uh, halfway through that quarter of an ass whooping, I was like, you know what? we're hopefully going to be in the top six now. And, you know, at the rate we're going, we're going to be even higher. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Still going to watch every game, but I'm not going to convince myself that we're going to have a chance. I'm just going to hope that – oh, real quick. Yeah. Do you have any insight on why we didn't put Matt Foles in there toward the end? Because obviously yeah. the game was out of hand. Yeah, there. I, I think they Foles. just wanted to run the football, and that that was that. And and putting Foles in a position where, you know, it's going to be five guys blocking seven because they were going to Dan Quinn was going to continue to send the house and, and put you know Colts quarterbacks at at risk. I think maybe they thought it was unfair uh, to put him into the game under those circumstances. But how the hell fair was it to put, you know, Matt Ryan out there? Thanks for the call, Rich. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Huyan. How you doing, Huyan? Make sure and unmute yourself. <laughs> I had better days. I think we all had better days. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. What was that, Kent? What was that total <laughs> other embarrassment? Like, I died inside multiple times, and it was on national. You know, I, I've been praying to get off of prime time please take us off but then they yeah. kept us on and then like like i said before when i when i were here for the the raiders game listen you lose a game that's okay you know what i mean but this was embarrassment chris ballard this guy i can't defend him anymore because chris ballard is one of those mechanics where if he fixes something he has to destroy from somewhere. If you want him to put in a new roof for you, he's going to end up taking your windows out. He's going to like <laughs> last year when we had the problem with the defense. Defense going to get to the quarterback. Defense, he fixed the defense. What he goes destroys our offensive line. Literally, I don't know what he did to him. What happened? They can't get a block. Poor Johnson Taylor is literally being met at the at the beginning at the line of scrimmage. And and then the decision making by him, giving money to players that don't deserve it or players that like who pays a guard twenty million a year, you know? Yeah. Adams oh. makes what twenty nine or twenty something. Like, go get that that dude deserve because that's the dude who's gonna score for you. Quentin Nelson's not gonna take the ball and put it in the end zone for you, you know? And then more Ali Cox. This guy, I've been dead with him from last year. I I prom I wish they would have kept Jack Doyle. At least Jack Doyle will help you in the running game. Mo Ali Cox, I don't know what he's good at. Kent, do you know what he's good at? Uh, basketball. He was a really good rebounder at VCU. Man, too bad we're not on the basketball court. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, and then Jelani Woods is our best tight end, and we see him towards the end. Like, I need to understand what this team is doing. Are we tanking? Because sometimes the fumbles that we've been doing, the interceptions that we – and we're in week, what, 13 going on 14. Matt Ryan and these wide receivers are not on the same page. Multiple times where he throws to him, the receivers are not there. Someone is missing their assignments. And this is just like the, like the other guy said, the only silver lining to this right now is it gets us closer to a number, gets us closer to a top pick. That's the only silver lining to this. And at the end of the day, I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm literally like, bro, like, where did we go wrong? That's where I really want to know.
I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent Let's go to uh, let's go to Rick. Unmute yourself, Rick. How you doing tonight? It's all it's all gonna. You know what? Next weekend the Colts aren't gonna lose. Well, that's a guarantee, Kent. That's a guarantee. However, <laughs> listen, man. I, I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm listening to everybody cry and whine, and I'm just I have no sympathy because I left the state of Indiana, the great state of Indiana, the state I love. After 35 years, born and raised there, and now I live in Fort Smith, Arkansas, four and a half hours from the Big D, and everybody around me is Dallas fans, and all. And I had one of my friends over tonight to watch our asses get kicked, and he's a Dallas fan, and so I got to uh, base in his glory while we just sucked, and so, however, I went into it knowing we were going to suck, and here's the thing that I can't quite understand. We sit here and we keep playing Matt Ryan over and over again. And I love Jeff Saturday, so I'm not going to shit all over him because I think he's great. I don't know if he's our future coach. I just love the guy. And it's yeah. hard to not love him, right? He's, right? he's easy to love. But at some point, we have to decide whether we have anybody on this team that's a future quarterback. So we should start playing Nick Foles because Ellinger's obviously not the, the answer. Matt Ryan's obviously not the answer. So we should play Nick Foles because there I don't see shit in the draft, no matter what draft pick we have next year, that's going to make any difference whatsoever. You know, so, I, I totally agree with that. I think this quarterback class is weak. I, I'm not a big young guy. I'm not a big Stroud guy. I'm really not. Uh, the, the dude down at Kentucky, I don't, li- I don't like Will Devis. As, uh, his NFL pedigree, I think, is weak, weak, weak. This is not the draft to go out and get uh, another uh, a franchise guy. You're not going to find Manning or Luck in this draft. Exactly. And so we have got to be thinking three years down the road it's something or something like that. And so can Nick Foles get us there? I don't know. I don't like Nick Foles, to be honest with you. But what else do we have? we got three guys on our roster, and evidently none of them are the answer. So now what? When you have no real draft options coming out of this draft, and you have these three guys – you got to try something. You got to figure something out. But at the end of the day, if you give up five turnovers a game, three turnovers a game, whatever, anything more than one turnover a game, you're not winning very, very many games in the NFL. And that's the reality of it. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Ethan. Uh, Ethan, how you doing tonight? I'm good. Uh, so, Matt Ryan. Yeah. He looks like he does not know what to do. When he is like when he gets the ball, he looks at his running back as his first read, and even if it's not there, he just chucks it to him. He's like, you know what? Here you go. You go die. <laughs> and he, you know what though? He showed in the first half that he can still sling it a little bit. He hit Pierce on that fly down the right side, and I thought, I oh, they're going to open it up a little bit, but you know, in the end, not. I feel like when Ellinger came in, I feel like he played pretty well in the Commanders game. But then the Patriots game, that wasn't his fault. I don't feel like the, I think I feel like it was the Lions' fault. He got like not sacked nine times. He was pressured way too much. I think they could give him another shot. I don't. I'm a. I was a big Texas fan. Yeah. Hey, did you get your ball? Yeah. Or the helmet? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I, I knocked on the door. I was going that direction, so I left the Ron Dane autographed helmet. 
mm-hmm. outside your door. You were the big winner on Friday, as you well know. I'm just explaining it for everybody else. And and so I popped over and, and dropped it off rather than uh, uh, leave it to the you know post office or FedEx or whatever, since you were local. So I just wanted to make sure you got it. I'm glad you did. Thanks, Ethan. Appreciate it. So uh, also, I feel like Alec Pierce down the road could be a good number one receiver. He just has to, you know, work on his route running. Yeah, he, he's got uh, other issues that he could work on, but he's never going to be C.D. Lamb. He's never going to be uh, A.J. Brown. I, I, at least I don't see it. Could he be another Jordy Nelson? That's the comparison that I continue to hear and that I, I actually agree with. Let's talk to Toby. How you doing? Good, kid. How you doing? I'm great. Yeah, I am too. Tomorrow's another day. No more Colts. It um, is. And we got yeah, two just, weeks for the next game. We we get to rub some some dirt on our wounds and and feel good about the Colts as they go to Minnesota in a, in in two weeks. And uh holy yikes. Let's see what <laughs> Justin Jefferson does against the Colts. Yeah. I um Yeah. <laughs> You know, how many times can you repeat the same stuff, the same talking points? We're starting to sound like politicians for the Colts. I mean, it's they don't have, like you said, they don't have a wide receiver. I, they, I mean, all of our guys are, are good receivers, but they're not great. We don't have right. a receiver. All of our receivers have to do either solid, tricky route runs in order to catch a ball or something else, a trick play or something, because none of them have the speed to outrun anybody or to make any defensive coordinator fear them. And, and, and you're exactly right, and this is the thing that's the problem with Chris Ballard, and I think ultimately it's going to be one of three or four things that cost him his job, is that when you ask him about that, he gets surly about it. He sees his three wide receivers. He sees Pittman, Pierce, and Campbell – as being number ones, and he doesn't understand the difference between what they are and what a dynamic number one is. And we saw one tonight in C.D. Lamb, and C.D. Yeah. Lamb is not on the Indianapolis Colts. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. don't have one of those, and that's a problem. I also think that maybe after this season, okay, I mean, Ryan's tr- trade value is crap. You know, and, and yeah, not, yeah, not just zero. not just the contract of the money owed, but his value is crap right now. So I see him maybe retiring. <laughs> That'd be nice, but, but he's walking away from seventeen million bucks. Yeah, but I mean, is it? I, this is the kind of thing. It's like where you're going to start asking yourself, or your now he's going to get pressure from his from his family saying, "Hey, money's money. You've got the money. Let's let's not go through this again with all these sacks and." Hits and everything, so I mean, you know, it's is I, that, it's way, is that the way your money, your your family treats you? They say, you know what, we need you around the house a little bit more. Um, don't worry about the money. I, I don't know a kid in the world who says that to a dad <laughs> who's who's making millions and millions of dollars. They're like, Dad, come on, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, let's go. No, I, I mean, I, how many times? Uh, what is it? I mean. You know, we already know Brady's current situation. So, you know, it's – I don't know. I just – like I say, it's one of those wishful thinkings. You know, he retires. Yeah. Nick Foles goes to stay as a backup, and we try to find somebody else better or something to, you know, 
<laughs> Otherwise, is, we're going to repeat the same wrong year to suck. Year. It, I, I think it's the wrong year to suck as you're looking at quarterbacks. I don't think this is great quarterback yeah. draft. I think it's uh, – you, you might have some, you know, some guys – who succeed at the NFL level, but not at the level you need to to go win a championship. Well, hey, what do they what's what do they say is the definition of insanity, right? So let's yeah. just repeat the same patterns yeah. next year that we're doing this year, and we're guaranteed <laughs> to get a number one pick. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Chris. Chris, how you doing tonight? Hey, Kent. How's it going? It's going good. Um, so I just got done watching that debacle. Um, here's just a couple of quick things. Uh, first and foremost, the thing that scares me the most is that team quit tonight. They, they absolutely quit in the fourth quarter. Um, those last two touchdowns, the defense just quit. Uh, I, I, um, for all of Saturday being, you know, all the chatter about Saturday being this leader of men and yada, yada, yada. Um, it, here's the thing. I, I, I don't think there was a Colts fan on the planet that anticipated we were going to win this game. Um, that said, uh, you know, we were competitive in, in the beginning of it, um, yeah. but I, I, we quit. And, um, you know, again, I feel like we're beating a dead horse, no pun intended here, but um, <laughs> it, it, I, I mean, when you've got professional players out there that are literally just quitting, I mean, it, it, uh, see, viewing that as a fan, it, it's disheartening. Uh, I mean, it, it really is. And um, I don't I don't even know where to begin. Um, I would start by blowing the whole thing up. Um, I know that. But where do you go from there? I, I don't know. I guess you kind of have to let the cards fall where they fall. But, um, yeah, tonight was not pretty. Uh, we just got embarrassed on national TV. Um, we gave up the second most points in history in the fourth quarter in a NFL <laughs> football game. That, the, in history, Kent. Yeah, um, that's almost, that, I, I was going to say, I, I'm looking at the box score right now. That 33 nothing kind of stands that, out. That, that's almost a banner-worthy stat for us, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw that up on top of uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Let's go to Austin. How you doing, Austin? I'm going to start ripping through calls pretty quick because uh, nobody need, wants to stay up until 2, to morning, two in the morning to talk about this thing. 33 nothing. what did you think about the fourth quarter? It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. It was like really bad. I I honestly thought that ah, the defense was good until the fourth quarter. I was excited and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna win!" And then the fourth quarter was like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, is right. You know, my question is for you. My yeah. question for you. I'm a like big fan of yours because you do a really good job keeping up with every single sport of Indiana. Thanks. But, you're welcome. My question is for you, though, is this might be the last season of Chris Ballard or next season be the last Chris Ballard, but where do we go for a GM and a good coach? You know, I, I think it's easier for us as fans to kind of anticipate who might be hired as a coach. GMs are really kind of hard to sort of pigeonhole. We don't know who the really good minds are. Like, we, we've got a couple of guys in-house, right? Morocco Brown is a guy who's gotten interviews in other places for GM jobs, hasn't taken them. He's gotten offers. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've got uh, Ed Dodds, another guy who has gotten a, a lot of interview requests and interviewed and some offers 
Um, I don't know whether they choose to stay in house. That would kind of that would seem to be sort of an odd decision. But uh, you know, who are those guys with other teams doing really good work and and putting together a good uh, a really good NFL team and a good roster? That's a an absolutely great question. I totally agree that that's kind of where we need to go as a fan base and try to figure that out. Let's go to Patrick. How you doing, Patrick? Hey, Ken, uh, this is, um, I'm actually a PR films on YouTube. If you ever see me. Do oh, that. nice. Um, so I've just got a couple quick things. The first thing is, is, um, and this isn't a blame on parks or Jeff. I think it's the stains of Frank Reich's offenses. I think that the, just the offense is just too rudimentary when defenses are, are, are studying. Cause you, you know, yeah. Ryan, Ryan throughout his career, did best play action under sever, under center with heavy sets, multiple tight ends, guys out wide. But when you don't have your receivers in different looks and different formations, is okay, well, Paris is on the slot with a heavy set tight end on the right side. It's probably going to be a screen pass, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just, it, to me, and then also the play calling is, is, is a cultural aspect, to bring a cultural aspect is like, y- why we see fourth quarter comebacks, all the games we've won with Ryan is because the vast majority of the game was we play to not lose instead of play to win. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I, I think that we totally took Ryan out of his comfort zone with a shotgun, uh, with 90% shotgun and, and not giving him help with heavy set formations and just letting Paris Campbell run a post, a deep post, you know, every now and then, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I think that the the knock that I always had on Frank Reich, and it was especially true this year, is that he was so beholden to analytics, and, and his, his play calling was so analytics-based that if you understood analytics, you game-planned very nicely for Frank Reich and anticipated what he was going to run given the situation. And and that that's a bad place for a uh, for an offensive play caller to be for sure. Let's go to Isaiah. How you doing, Isaiah? Make sure to unmute yourself. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, you know, I I called in earlier actually, but I actually have some, uh-huh. uh some uh, piggyback off that last caller. Um, I totally agree that uh, our play calling has gotten a little bit rudimentary. And I understand with Parks Frazier uh, being sort of mentored by Frank how that can happen. And he's he's young, he's getting in a role, so you understand some of that piggybacking. But really my biggest concern going forward is um, the defense and whether those guys can um, <clears throat> maintain some motivation to give it they're all next year, and if they will um, potentially be a liability going forward, um, I understand we have um, we have uh, our corners uh, through next year. But I'm curious about whether those guys can really be excited and motivated to uh, buy into Gus Bradley's scheme next year, ultimately, because that's going to be a key to being successful um, going forward. I'm never too worried about motivation with guys in the NFL. Like I, I traveled with the Rams back in 2011. I think they were two and 14 in 2011 and, and had the second overall pick and they traded in 2012, that pick that RG three pick to Washington and got anyway, they, they had Steve Spagnuolo as the coach. And that team stunk. That team was really bad. They, they didn't have high-quality players. 
and they they didn't have high quality culture and nothing was right. But I never saw guys get on the plane thinking that they were going to lose or, you know, kind of moping through life. They weren't. Effort, I've never seen an NFL team not give effort because when you fail to give effort, you get injured. It it seems like it's almost a certainty. You you see business decisions, and you saw that a little bit last night or tonight. Uh, I saw Faison avoid uh, tackling Pollard at one point, and you see that from time to time, and, and I'm picking on facing a little bit, but that's not unusual, but effort, effort's going to be there, and guys, will, they'll talk themselves, you'll, you'll see, and you'll see how you feel about this too. You're going to, in August, you're going to look at what the Colts are, and you're going to say, you know what, I see a 10-11 win team. You're going to do it, and then they're going to go out and they're going to play, and maybe they wind up going, you know, five and twelve, and and you're going to say, "Geez, what what happened to these guys?" It's just the way our minds work, and it's no different for the guys on the team. They see themselves as ultimately uh, successful, and and that's part of the magic that you know makes the guy an NFL player. But yeah. and and that's the fun of watching the NFL is it can happen. You know, it, the Bengals two years ago were four and twelve. Then they come back last year and they go to the Super Bowl. So you yeah, never know. Right. I, I get that. And I actually really, my biggest question here is with Matt. Matt, we have Matt for another year. And I know that everyone's piling on Matt right now. And I have been piling on Matt. But uh, if we look at this raw class, if we take a guy in the top 15, maybe him riding the bench between, behind a guy like Matt could be beneficial maybe in 2024. I know that's a long way out, and that can be tough to hear for a lot of Colts fans that want to win now, but what do you think about Matt taking this team next year and maybe having a guy, a raw rookie try and do something in 2024? What do you think about that? Well, let me ask you, are you a season ticket holder? No, no. Okay. If you were a season ticket holder and they ran it back with Matt Ryan next year, would you renew your season tickets? <laughs> that's fair. You know, I mean, uh, to me, that's a question. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much for calling again, Isaiah. Always smart. Let's go to Rob. Rob, what are you thinking? Oh, I was just, uh, I want to tell you, first of all, I enjoy your show all the time. Thank you. Big Indiana fan myself, too, so I enjoy that part of it. Um, this part of the show, I'm not sure I'm enjoying that much, but um, I want. <laughs> yeah, me too. I wanted to look at the bright side. I give. I, I've had a couple bright spots tonight. One, I was watching the game on my phone, and my service went down for the fourth quarter. Oh. So I mean, that was that was. I, I think it's a gift from somebody anyway. But when I came You're back on, with the Lord. Yeah, I was, and I was looking at my phone like I, something went crooked. I don't couldn't understand what happened. And the other, <laughs> and the other piece of uh, good news for me tonight is is I live up in in Indiana, but up in the Chicago area, and it yeah. makes it so much easier to go to work tomorrow. I mean, it really does. <laughs> nice. You know what? You, you've uh, I, I think you've done the right thing by choosing the Colts over the Bears. Uh, but this year, I, I don't think that there's a good choice between them. I appreciate the call, though. Thank you very much, Rob. Okay, thanks a lot. Say, thanks I appreciate lot. the compliments. Let's go to Rick. Rick, how you doing? Yeah, so, Ken, this next 30 seconds or so is just for you, man. Let me tell you, I, I moved out of the state uh, 11 years ago and um, for the longest time felt disconnected from Indiana sports. 
connected with you, I don't know, six, eight months ago, and now I feel totally connected. I've shared your site with some other friends of mine that I grew up with in Indiana who are now living in South Carolina and Missouri and other places. Um, so just thanks, man, for what you're Thank doing. you. That's it. Thank you. That's very nice. I appreciate that, Rick. Yeah, Thank man. you very much I, for taking the time to call. And st- I know you were on hold for a while. I appreciate the comment. No, man. I nice. appreciate you, and I appreciate listening to you every morning with the updates. It helps keep me connected to where I grew up. Thank you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Let's go to Paul. Very, very nice of Rick. How you doing, Paul? Hey, good, Kent. How are you? Good. Uh, first off, I just want to say thank you so much for your positivity. I love listening to your show in the morning and then the afternoon. And it, you know, this season's been down in the dumps for the Colts, but just hearing your spin on it and hearing the success of the local indie teams that I, I don't get to keep up with is huge. So I appreciate thank that. that. Thank you very much. So I, the first question for you here is this, sure. this game really reminded me of that uh, blowout loss to the Steelers under Pagano. So my question for you is which, which loss felt more uh, – wh- which loss do you think the Colts felt more helpless in, that one or, or this one? Oh, I think the Pagano loss. Okay, yeah, because they, they, they pretty much were, were – they had no chance the entire game. And then the other thing, another question I had is I don't know why the Colts can't figure this out, but it seems like if they get down by seven or more – they think that running is not an option, just like full stop. And I understand you need to throw the ball down the field, but I think one of the fundamental issues with the Colts this season is they're trying to, they're asking Matt Ryan to carry the team and he can't do that, but they keep asking him to do that. And it kind of mirrors some of the other comments from other callers today about, you know, the definition of insanity, continually doing the same thing and nothing working, but it's just like do one run once or twice to keep the, the defense honest and like try to work from the play action, try to work to Matt Ryan's strengths. And I, I think that would help them a lot. And I, I just don't understand. It's like they, I don't know if the offensive play caller is still working off a script or what's going on there because I watched in the first quarter, um, Taylor just rip off some nice runs and they're like, okay, I guess we're just passing the rest of the game. And I'm just left so confused and almost speechless. Like, what what's the thinking here? You know, that's a great question. I think that they are really, really uh, predictable. I think, yeah. I think the Colts offense, it, whether Parks Frazier's – and the playbook's the same. Like, they haven't changed the playbook. They're not doing that. That, that would well, be sure. unfair yeah. to everybody. You're not going to succeed with a new playbook. But uh, I think that Parks Frazier is calling games similarly to the way Frank Ryan – or Frank Reich did – and Frank Reich, I think, was really predictable and, yeah. and would kind of get into ruts, analytics ruts, and, uh, and that just doesn't work. Let's go to Ab Cool. Thank you very much for the call, Paul. I appreciate it. Ab Cool, how you doing? Ken, there's only so much the players can do. There's only so much Jeff Saturday and Parks Frazier can do. But when the players mental, you know, because the players, you know, they themselves, they have the physical, right? They're there physically, but... When the mentality, when Frank Reich and what he left with them and their mentality, especially, you know, what I heard from another caller as well, it it stays with them. And I really think that right here, it just affected the defense. The defense's mentality was just, they were done. Uh, Can't they look done in that fourth quarter? I mean, you could already see it in their faces. They 
were tired all season long, Ken. I mean, in every single game, they put our offense in positions to win, yet we failed. We lost. Yeah. And we lost multiple games. We should have been 8-5 and five right now. And I, I want to hear your thoughts about that, Ken. What did you think about that fourth quarter? Seeing that defense so tired out. I mean, looking back at the season, what do you got to say about that? Well, I, I, I don't know if they were tired or what happened. I, I, I think that they went down there and they balled out the best they could for three quarters. And then the roof caved in. And it all went to hell in a handcart. And and I think that, you know, there are teams that make game-winning plays and there are teams that make game-losing plays. And this is a team that tonight and other nights made game-losing plays. You saw it against the Steelers last exactly. week. You saw it tonight against Dallas. It, it, there were You can identify yeah. in every one of the losses. You can look and you can say, okay, remove these three plays, these three terrible plays, that were results of poor execution. And all of a sudden, like you said, they're looking at, you know, eight and five, maybe nine and four instead. But you can also say that for almost any NFL team. The Bears have played close games. You know, the Bears weren't uh, horseshit today against the Packers. They were okay. You know, a couple of plays here or there, and all of a sudden they're in business. But this, this is a team that seems to find ways to lose instead of finding ways to win. Yeah, exactly, Ken. And I was just going to say one more thing, but, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, exactly. They just find ways to, like, beat themselves up, and it's really hard to see that throughout the season. And, I mean, Matt Ryan, he did not look his best today, but it's just, it, it's really sad to see this way, you know, the, the season coming to an end. Basically, we have four games left, and all we have to see and hope and do is, you know, wait for the draft, basically, but... We're just, I mean, I would say maybe, you know, see what Sam Ellinger, I, I think we only saw him for two games, but maybe we want to see what he got, you know, maybe start him for those last four games. But um, obviously that's him, Ken. Um, have a good night. and uh, thank Thanks. You. you too, Abkul. I always appreciate it. And uh, Toby and uh, Huyen, we, we, I think we talked to both of you guys already, so we're going to move past you and go to Fulton and wrap it up with Fulton. How you doing, Fulton? Make sure and unmute yourself. Fulton, I'm doing How like doing? doing okay, Kent. Just disappointed with the Colts today. Um, they had an interception with Matt Ryan, and um, hopefully they can get it next year. Yeah, and hopefully they can make it to the playoffs. Yeah, this year's toast. Thank you, Fulton. I appreciate and it. And Kent, always. I'm I'm actually playing basketball. Are you? Yes, I am. Good for you. Yep. That's uh, that's excellent. I, uh, I wish you luck. I hope you shoot better than the Hoosiers did yesterday. I will, Kent. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Fulton. Hey, You're um, welcome. you know what? How about, because uh, I don't think we've talked to Ethan. So let's, uh, oh, uh-oh, I made, I did the wrong thing. There it is. Uh, oh, we already talked to Ethan. You know what? This has been a wonderful night, even though, uh, the Colts gave up 33, a 33-burger in the fourth quarter. Uh, I couldn't appreciate you uh, more as, as a group. I have fun every single post-game, and, and thanks for participating. You are, uh, you're all winners, even if the Colts aren't. You are. And we'll talk to you tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early, just a little bit before 7. So, uh, you know what, maybe I'll just stay up and, and prepare for that all night long. Talk to you at 7 o'clock uh, tomorrow morning.